In this bulletin, the 15th anniversary of the National Apology to Storing Generations marked today in Canberra. A special visit from Swedish royals. And in sport, Australian surfers gear up for the next World Surf League event. National Apology Breakfast in Canberra has marked the 15th anniversary of the National Apology to Australian Generations today. The anniversary of the National Apology to the Australian Generations commemorates the 2008 apology from former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd to Australia's Indigenous peoples and those who suffered trauma due to past government policies of forced child removal. Senator Pat Dodson told the ABC the day is a reminder that Australia is only at the beginning of its healing journey. Well, it's been incremental. I think that for those that have uh, suffered under those heinous uh, policies, which were described as tantamount to genocide uh, by the commissioners at the time, uh, they're still in the process of healing. Whilst they're very appreciative of the fact that uh, the Prime Minister at the time, Mr Rudd, uh, acknowledged and said sorry, uh, and that helps them get out of bed in the morning, Um, but there's more to be done. From today, the government is making temporary protection visa and safe haven enterprise visa holders eligible to apply for a permanent resolution of status visa. Immigration Minister Andrew Giles says these specific visa holders have endured 10 years of uncertainty and that limbo is being addressed. This commitment only applies to persons who entered Australia prior to the commencement of Operation Operation Sovereign Borders. People granted a permanent resolution of status visa will have the same rights and benefits as all other permanent residents. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill says those who are not found to be owed protection and are not awaiting a review outcome will be expected to leave Australia. An inquiry into the conviction of Kathleen Folbig over the deaths of her four children will resume to examine scientific evidence and the diaries that played a role in her initial conviction. The children, aged between 19 days and 18 months old, all died separately over the course of a decade and Folbig was convicted in 2003. New South Wales Governor Margaret Beasley ordered a new inquiry in May last year after a petition from scientists which called for the case to be re-examined given new evidence around genetic variants identified in Folbig and her two deceased daughters. The first hearing block was held in November last year and adjourned until February 2023. The South Australian government says it's ready to offer additional support for those affected by the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. The federal government has already contributed aid and support for the, for the devastated communities. Rescue efforts continue on the ground as the death, to- the death toll surpasses 33,000 people across Turkey and Syria. Premier Peter Malinoskas says the state has a lot of expertise available. We've made it clear, I think, to the respective Commonwealth agencies that South Australia has a a deposit of skills that we are willing to make available overseas and should that be called upon, we'll be making them available as quickly as possible. Calls for greater transparency and accountability of political donations in Australia have been addressed in a reform bill tabled in federal parliament today. Independent, Independent member for Clark and Wilkie says the bill is necessary in light of a series of recent political donation scandals.
The bill I've tabled today would implement deep reform of political donations and political expenditure. It would bring the laws much more into line with community expectations uh, and it would be much more about people knowing who they're voting for, knowing who's bankrolling them when they cast their vote and being able to vote much more in the public interest than uh, the corporate interests of corporate Australia. Mr. Wilkie's bill would see the donation disclosure threshold lowered, caps on donations and electoral expenditure, and prohibiting political donations from specific industries such as fossil fuel, gambling, and tobacco companies. The latest women in media gender scorecard shows females in the industry are underrepresented both as sources quoted and as authors. The results show women made up 30% of sources quoted in the news, which is an improvement from the 2016 gender scorecard. But advocates like journalist Catherine Fox want swifter action to correct gender parity to ensure all voices are heard. It's an interesting one, but I think once you start to um, identify and address bias, you can sometimes find that other forms of bias um, will actually start to fade away as well. A new report by the Insurance Council of Australia calls on the next New South Wales government to remove the emergency services levy from insurance premiums. The report says such a move would see a reduction of around 15% in home insurance customers' annual premiums. The data highlights New South Wales insurance customers paying nearly three times the amount of state taxes than their Victorian counterparts. It also shows around 13% of households in New South Wales are not insured at all. The Crown Princess Victoria of Sweden and Prince Daniel will visit the National Museum of Australia in Canberra to meet First Nations leaders. There will be a traditional smoking ceremony and the royals will tour the new landmark Great Southern Land Environmental Gallery. From today, the 45-year-old mother of two and heir to the Swedish throne and her husband will spend three days in Canberra and Sydney aiming to deepen bilateral relations according to the Embassy of Sweden. Two people who died in a suspicious house fire in Adelaide are believed to be family members. Police are investigating the blaze at the property at suburban Edwardstown early on Monday morning. Chief Inspector Kiran Bagoli says two bodies were found by fire crews after the blaze was extinguished. The investigation is focused on the two occupants inside the house. We are not ruling out anyone else being involved because we're so early in the investigation. However, we are focused solely at this stage on the two occupants within the address. Inspector Bagoli said both the cause of the fire and the circumstances surrounding the two deaths were under investigation. He said it was being treated as suspicious. Emergency warnings have been issued in Queensland and some residents urged to evacuate their homes as bushfires burn northwest of Brisbane. There are 50 bushfires burning across the state, but two particular blazes at Mile Park and uh, Mile Park and Montrose are of most concern to authorities. Conditions eased slightly overnight, but humidity remains high and firefighters have braced for a challenging day ahead to combat the blazes. 
The U.S. military has shot down an octagonal object over Lake Huron near the Canadian border on Sunday, marking the fourth aerial object destroyed over North America this month. Officials said the latest object was shot down at an altitude of 20,000 feet after it was detected on radar over Michigan on Sunday. Two U.S. officials declined to comment on whether the octagonal object resembled the balloon shot down earlier this month, and the U.S. has no indication it poses a military threat or surveillance capabilities at this point. The first object, a suspected surveillance balloon, was shot down off the coast of South Carolina two weeks ago. On Friday, a second object was shot down over the sea ice near Dread Horse, Alaska. And a third object was destroyed on Saturday over Canada's Yukon, with investigation teams still in the process of analysing the wreckage. And to sport, the second event of the World Surf League Championship Tour has been postponed due to small surf at Sunset Beach in Hawaii. Fresh from his victory in the season opener at Pipeline, Australian Jack Robinson will head the men's contingent, including Ethan Ewing, Liam O'Brien, Jackson Baker, Callum Robson, Connor O'Leary, and Ryan Cullinan. Reigning and eight-time world champion Stephanie Gilmore will be looking to make amends after being ousted early in Pipeline as she leads the Australian women's group with Pipeline finalist Tyler Wright, Molly Picklum, Sally Fitzgibbons, and Messi Callahan. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 34, Perth, sunny 36, Adelaide, partly cloudy 25, Melbourne, cloudy 19, Hobart, partly cloudy 22, Albury, Wodonga, partly cloudy 27, Canberra, possible shower 24, Wollongong, a shower or 223, Sydney, late shower or 225, Newcastle, similar conditions 26, Brisbane, a shower or 232, Townsville, Mostly sunny, 31. Keynes, cloudy, 32. Alice Springs, mostly sunny, 37. Darwin, showers, 31. And the Torres Strait Islands, scattered thunderstorms and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 